this week on Ace on the House. Takei tells me, paint the flat midnight blue. It's nighttime, midnight blue. And I go, all right, paint it midnight blue. And the guys give me midnight, midnight blue, and we start painting it. And, and the whole time, Lou is going, don't you want to call George and verify this color with him? And I'm like, uh, it's midnight blue. He said midnight blue. We're, we're painting it. Don't you want to verify? I give. I was 316 pounds with 2% body fat. Okay. Oh, no. oh yes. You got to talk to Lou. You, you got to talk to Lou. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday or visit aceonthehouse.com only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Hey, everyone. Before the show starts, just want to give a quick shout out to one of our awesome sponsors, Are you guys looking to spice things up in the bedroom? I think you are. And that's me saying I think you need to be thinking about that. Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free extra gift so sensual I can't even tell you what it is. Do you have any idea how sensual that is? You don't. You think you do, but you don't. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BEST, B-E-S-T, for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code BEST at adamandeve.com. Hey, hi, hello everyone, it's me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to Allison Rosen is your new best friend. My guest today is Dana Gould. You may know him on Twitter as at Dana J. Gould. He sauntered into the studio a few moments ago and a lot of stuff happened and I was like, like trying to put a cork in the bottle that is Dana saying, wait, wait till we start doing the show, Dana, because at that point, then you can tell everyone about your sensible Volvo. <laughs> I'd like to go back to, you had me at, let's put a cork in the bottle, that is Dana. Yeah. That sounded vaguely sexual, and I'm, uh, I'm deeply offended and maybe a little curious. Hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I drive, I, an, I drive an old, I drive a 92 240, the last year of the shoebox, as they say. Mm-hmm. If you look closely, my car looks like my shoes. Kind I also have shiny, scuffed, clunky, rubbery, clunky old. Are those fluvogs? These are fluvogs. These are the only shoes I wear because I have no arch on my feet, and my feet are like duck pads. Tell me more about your flat feet, Dana Gould. My feet are. Uh, if I took my shoe off and my sock, that would just be the start of things. Then, um, <laughs> can I put the cork in your bottle, <laughs> please? My feet are utter. There's no arch whatsoever. My feet are utterly, utterly flat. I don't know what that means. This is a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Have they always been that way? Yes. And you, you know might... what they say, flat feet. Huh? 
fluvogs, yeah. flat feet, fluvogs. Flat that's hands, what they flat say. feet. Yeah. Um, you might notice that I'm sinking lower and lower as we talk, and it's not only because I'm becoming comfortable and turned on by the bottle that is you, mm-hmm. but it's also because my microphone is sinking. So I'm going to lift this up for a moment, and it, it occurs to me that I haven't given you a proper introduction because that's a professional thing to do, and I didn't do that. But for people who don't know who you are, and I feel like everyone knows who you are because you're kind of... Um, I would think your listeners would be familiar with me from that other program you're on. Oh, please. There's like, I have at least three listeners who don't listen to that other program. Interesting. Not really. I have none. I have no listeners that don't listen to that other program. Is that true? Um, That's for now, though. No, that's. That's not true, actually. I have some fans who knew of me before I was on the Adam Carolla show. Mm-hmm. Because this show, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, um, while a podcast is sort of based on a web show that I used to do, also called Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Oh, okay. Not with the weird accent that just crept into my <laughs> way of sp- I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah. I'm going to get a hernia while I fix this Can microphone. Can I help you do that at all? Oh, no. I'm fine. All right. I feel like I should be the kind of lady that needs help more often. Yeah, but you're Instead, self you're self sufficient. Like, That's fine. why guys like you. Is that how it works? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm that's me. I'm not fancy. You don't think that you would be more inclined to help out some woman who's like four ten and like help me. Oh, I would, but I don't I'm not attracted to that. Okay. This is coming out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well well also another another gem. Um, from before we started was, what did you say about how if I'm, if I can handle my own bowel movements? Yeah. Well, uh, she, then I'm golden. Yeah. You were asking me if I minded if you did my intro live oh, instead right. of doing it in uh, later. And, uh, and I said, I don't care. And you said, oh, you're so easygoing. And I said, I have three daughters under the age of 10. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do to stress me out. If right. you can, if you're responsible for your own bowel movements, you are already in my golden, my golden zone. At what age do they become responsible for well, their the, own bowel Well, uh, the, the upper two are. The, the two-year-old still has issues. I still got to gotta go with her. Or someone else if I'm not around. It's not like she's stranded when I'm gone. <laughs> right. You better not eat. You better not shit while I'm gone. <laughs> How old are all your kids? Uh, two, seven, and nine. Okay. Yeah. It's like having apes. But they're great. My kids are great. <laughs> the only... The only... They're the only... Un... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, masculine, unmasculine forces in your house? No, they're the only absolutely positive thing I've ever been involved in. <laughs> no, there's just nothing bad about it. It's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a plus plus. I always feel, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And, and people who have kids, they know, and people who don't, they don't know what they're missing. And if they experience it, they will. I don't judge. No, there's a group of people who do know what they're missing, I think. It's people like me. Whose biological clock is ticking? Tick, tick, it's, yeah, tick, it's tick. It's. I think it would probably have so, more of like an your, iPhone your clock is, ringtone. Your clock sound. is at like two. You have hours and hours and hours on your biological clock. Yes, thank yeah. you. I think. Well, I don't know. Unless I, it's, you're it's, actually it's... passing fried eggs <laughs> during your. <laughs> They're during just egg your beaters, actually. Yeah. They're fake. Yeah, um, literally like rubber fried eggs you get at Oz on Ventura. Mm-hmm. You know. When I first heard of that store, for people who don't know, Oz is like a giant novelty store with a whole buttload of um, Hello Kitty stuff in it. Yeah, if you're from back east, it's like what Spencer Gifts yes, used to be. Spencer's Forgets, what I was going to say. Right. Um, except, does it have the 18 and over section in the back? Uh, I don't know if the store is still, yeah. The, have those, like, that was all bongs, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, and, and titty, titty shot glasses and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. 
All that good stuff. All that and great probably stuff. some kind of um, pens that when you turn them upside down, the can can ladies' clothes came off. Yes, yeah, all that stuff. Right. All that stuff. I'll tell uh, you a great story okay. about stuff like that. Please. But I can't tell you on the air. Because it's Are about you a famous. Yes. Dana. I know. God damn it. It's really good. Why? It's really good. Why are you are you trying to take down my podcast because you also have All a right, podcast and you feel competition? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. Here's I'll tell you. I won't tell you the name of the person, but a, but if uh, somebody I know, their dad um, had a watch, and okay. it said where the where the day and date was on mm-hmm. your watch by mm-hmm. three o'clock. Little window that said time to fuck. <laughs> And the son of the person who has this watch is, is my famous? friend. This is my friend. I can't tell you. That's what I can't tell you. I'll tell you after. Okay. But just so we know who we're not knowing about, the watch owner was famous or the watch no, owner's no, son the watch was famous? Owners, that latter. Okay. Yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah. That's, that's uh, And it's cool and it's classic. Ted Obama. My friend. Ted Obama. <laughs> Theodore Obama. <laughs> um, anyway, Oz. I when I first heard of it, I thought it was O Z. Sure, but it's A A H S, like Oz. Yeah, I thought Oz was the which store. is what you say when you leave. Ah, I'm out of there. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired of blacklight posters and shelves of bongs. Exactly. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for any of that stuff anymore. It seems like you don't have time for anything really. Because I don't have you time for a goddamn thing. Weary and um, I am tired all the maybe time. Maybe a little bitter, like you wish you could buy new shoes and a new car, <laughs> I w- and like you, know, you just funny. hope that your kids will wipe themselves soon. I would love to buy a new car. Yeah, I, I just, I literally don't have time. I have to leave here. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I've got to go home. I have to have dinner with the tiny ghouls. <laughs> then I have a, then Not I have, tiny then I have a show. Uh-huh. Tonight, what kind of show? A uh, stand-up show, show with oh, yeah. the, the lovely and talented Eddie Pepitone. Oh, then I have to tomorrow. I'm working on trying to finish up uh, my podcast, writing mm-hmm. a bunch of junk. The Dana a Gould Hour. Stuff. Yes. Wherever did you get the name? Mrs. Gould thought of that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Call mm-hmm. it the Dana Gould Hour. I liked it. It's sort of retro. It's never come in at exactly an hour. Will it ever? <laughs> I don't Something know. Something to shoot for. Because I've never done the, my, not to just talk about me the whole Please, time, but. Yeah, that'd be so weird in an interview about you. <laughs> but my show, like I, it's very heavily post-produced. Like I take the, I will take the interview and I literally edit it extensively. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I break it up into like 18 mini segments. And then I scramble them and I put music intros and outros. And then intersperse other bits in between them that also have music. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. But it's good to me if I don't have a million of them, if I do, you know, if I do it every other week, which is the way it is now. But they're they sound they're interesting. They sound different. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's um I mean a lot of Gary is adjusting my microphone right now that's and what that's that what that's like. what that Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing is I feel like it's gonna fall a second after he leaves. But that's okay. I don't think so. That's in there pretty good. I don't know. More microphone to, okay, I'm just gonna Come forward. This is scintillating stuff. <laughs> See, Dana, if you didn't, you are if my you new didn't best friend. edit your podcast, this is the kind of stuff that people could hear. People would hear the raw. I know. It's the raw footage. Verite, yeah. yeah. No, I like your podcast a lot, though, because oh, there you. are Thank a you ton for listening of, to it. You're welcome for listening. There's a ton of podcasts that are like this one. Incredible. Awesome. But also, you know, just long-form interviews. Dare we say super awesome. I would dare to say that. Mm-hmm. But there's not that many that are heavily produced like yours. No, there's not. And the other thing that I thought was good was my show is not 
heavily guest reliant. Mm-hmm. Like I have my friends, I have Eddie Pepitone and I have Ken Daly and, and I usually get somebody to come in. But if I had to, I could do a show with no one but myself. Um, and my, and that all comes down to just my, my absolute hatred of bothering people. Yes. Which you just have to do. I, you, you know, hi, I want to come do it. Yeah. Well, you, here's the thing That's, though. The next four emails I'll send today are like, you want to come by next month at some point, please? I'm sorry. Do you use a certain font to convey that tone? <laughs> Weedle. <laughs> Weedle. <laughs> I'm in 12-point Weedle. <laughs> Weedle dingbats. <laughs> There's your band. I'm in the Weedle dingbats. <laughs> it also sounds like something that you'd get that would eat holes in your sheets. Like, oh, no. We have uh, an infestation of Weedle dingbats. <laughs> oh, no. They're, we're going to have to move. Do you watch Infestation? Though. Do you watch the show Infestation? There is a show called Infestation. Oh my God! It's I my don't. nine-year-old daughter's favorite show, and it's a it's just a reality show about people whose house becomes full of like bed bugs or bats or snakes or uh, and it's as, as creepy as you would think. And um, and she loves lo- it. There's yeah, my my oldest is sort of like Wednesday Adams. <laughs> she uh, her she loves to listen to old radio shows like mm-hmm. the, like literally <laughs> the Shadow. Like, I go by her room at night, I had to put them on her iPod, and literally, I go, I go by her room at night, and I'm like, nah, nah, <laughs> it is I, the shadow. She's just <laughs> snoring in bed. She put it on. Right. It's hilarious. It's really great and hilarious. It's oh, really yeah. Funny. And I think, weren't you saying that your middle daughter, though, is she's, more like a small sorority girl? Yeah, she, <laughs> that's absolutely perfect. Yes, she's very girly, girly. Now, do they get along? Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they constantly. Girly and they, Wednesday? They constantly fight. And they try to sleep in the same bed every night if we let them, you know, Aww. it's just like, yeah, it's just that, you know, but yeah, she's, uh, she's, uh, my, my daughters are Chinese and, uh, my middle daughter puts her hair in curlers every night because <laughs> she wants curly hair. It's Aww. really, really hilarious. That's so cute. Yeah. They're good kids. So uh, nothing more boring to other people than to then, hear someone talk about their kids. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I know you have a lot of female listeners, though, so they're a, little more, they're a little more open to that. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I make them listen to talk of hormones and um, periods right. and that kind of crap. So yeah. this is probably a My kids refreshing. had nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go into that? My I kids are all should. lawyers and lawyers and forms. <laughs> hormones, lawyers, forms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, so, so um, how come you adopted three children? I don't have a cock. No. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Which is why I'm so Revealing. relaxed. I know. Which is why I'm so relaxed talking to you. You know I'm not trying to get anything off That's you. right. I it, don't this have a explains car. the Volvo. Yeah, exactly. I drive. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, uh, I have a Honda. I should not be passing. <laughs> I shouldn't be casting aspersions on Judging your car. by Allison's <laughs> car, she has a very small penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't let the Calvin pissing on Hobbs sticker See, dissuade you from thinking that. I want to get that over the sticker of the people in my family. Oh, yeah, you should. That's good. <laughs> the people that is like, you always tell who's in your family by those, they have the stick figures right. or whatever. And I often wonder figures. if somebody dies, do you have to go out there with a razor blade and like cut them out of the family lineup and peel it off the back of your car? If you're lazy, could you just like fill it in with black pen? Or have you ever seen the stickers where it's like in memoriam of, it's like somebody died and they dedicate their shitty car yeah. to them? Yeah. <laughs> please don't, do, please no. don't do that. If I die, I don't want to have your Camry in honor of me. Would you okay? I've seen in memoriam neck tattoos. How would you feel I about saw that? a dude yesterday who had Jesus like the the picture of him like with his eyes up like not I think it's called Jesus agonistes mm-hmm. where he's just like in agony 
Right. And he had it right on his neck under his ear, which means that if you're with a woman and she's going to kiss that part of your neck, which is quite pleasant, she's making out with Jesus. Right. While on the cross, because that's the what that's from. See, and that's just selfish of him because he's never going to see it there. He's never going to stare at the agony of Jesus. No, but a woman has to make out with Jesus on the cross. And I don't think that's what he was thinking at that time. I doubt it. Oh, I'd love a piece right now. (laughs) Oh, boy. What would take the sting out of this is just a slice of... mm, mm. (laughs) A hot, hot glass of... (laughs) I don't think that would But more religious-y. More Jesus-y. More religious-y. Me thinks I'd like some... Blessed art thou. I don't know how we would say it. Mm. I don't um, either. But have you ever had um, dogs? Do you have dogs? I have four dogs. You have four dogs and three th- tiny ghouls? Three kids, four dogs, two guinea pigs, and a fish. And a wife. I'm full up. You have two guinea pigs as we well? We have two guinea pigs. Cookie and Carmela. <laughs> Are you talking about Cookie and Carmela? Those, the, I am speaking of them. <laughs> of the, I want to say of they, but that would be incorrect. Yeah. This was, a t- this was a great... Or is, or is this was a great, this is all you need to know about my, my home life. Your menagerie. Uh, we, I'm a Virgo. I oh, say like, no more. I like boxes mm-hmm. and labels and everything's level and straight and organized. And my wife is a hoarder. She just shops That's and not a saves sign. and shops and saves. And one day I just like, I was, couldn't get anything in the closet. Like mm-hmm. I, like I had to, like we have like one of those walk-in closet rooms. And it's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Just we, we've, we, and, and like, I was just like, I, like, and then I like had to get something under the sink and I opened the sink, just everything just falls out, you know, yeah. and there's like coat hangers and dustpans. Yeah. And, mm. and I was like, I can't do this. This is, I can't, I can't. I, and my wife said like, all right, okay, you're right. Which is a rare occasion in and of itself. Right. Now celebrated annually. The day she said I was right. <laughs> we take the day off. And she said, I'm going to take Lulu. And I'm going to go, our, our, our oldest, Lulu and I, um, I take Lulu and Alice, we're going to go out to the box store and we're going to go to the store at all, whatever, you, whatever the place was. Uh, and we're going to get a bunch of box and then we'll come home today and we'll have a big cleanup day. Mm-hmm. It'll be a big cleanup day and you stay here with the baby. So, that's great. So they go, I take the baby to the park, blah, blah, we come home and uh, I come home and uh, she greets me at the door and says, um, instead of going to the box store, we bought guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I was thinking, there's no way yeah. that this is really going to happen. Yeah, instead, it's, it happened too easily. Instead of organizing you the house, pigs. now I added rodents. But they're in cages, right? So No, they're in like a pen. Okay. Like a, on, in the back room on the counter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they're funny. They're, you know, they, they make this noise. They coo? Yeah, they coo and they squeak. They're oh. not bad. You know, they just shit everywhere. You know, yeah, it's like little chocolate Tic Tacs all over the <laughs> all over the all over the pen. Yeah, I know yeah. I had a rabbit. So yeah. it's and if a you similar hold them, fecal situation. Yeah, and if you hold them, you could end up with some. Oh, with some little chocolate tic tacs yeah, in your lap? Yeah. My raisinette consumption has plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. The first guy who ate raisinettes did not own a rabbit. 
if, if it's safe to say. <laughs> well, so the reason I – there's so many things I want to ask you about just from that story alone. But the reason I was asking if you have dogs is because you – earlier you were saying that having kids, they're the only thing that is purely positive in your life. Yeah. And I was thinking that is what I hear about children. However, I feel like having a dog would be that too. Oh, yeah. I know dogs are that, that, dogs are are that too. Are they? Just on a when, smaller scale? Yeah. When you get your kids, your dog – when you have your kid, it's the worst day. Of, you know, that's the end of Christmas cards that star your dog. <laughs> you know, when it's you the worst home, day for your dog. Yeah. Man. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. When you come home with kids, that's it for your dog. Mm-hmm. But no, we have our, you know, it's funny. Our old, our dog Bella had brain surgery this summer. She had a, uh, <laughs> she had a brain tumor uh-huh. and, uh, and, um, we have the, have the resources and, uh, I was like, okay, let's, and let's do it. And, uh, they, did brain surgery on Bella and took her took her tumor out, and now she's great, you know. But she's she's old and uh, she's about thirteen, and her hips are a little wobbly, and you know she's a little slow slowing down. You know she's slowing down. Is she different now that a piece of her brain is removed? Um, is she like only turn left? No, no. There's none of that. She's a her. Um, she's a little just a little slower, a little slower. But she's an old lady. Mm-hmm. You know, we have two little dogs that are young and uh, two old ladies. So it's a weird, it's a weird mix. So let's just jump. It would be great if one dies to get rid of them all and then uh, start fresh with a snake. Can you do that? No. No, they're all with us. And there's one dog that's just a fucking idiot who can't be trained. And What's her name or his, his name? His name, Alfie. And Alfie would just shit in his food and go, hey. <laughs> you know, he's just a fucking idiot. And all those people who say, a dog can be trained. No, Not you're Alfie. wrong. You're wrong. Uh, yeah, so Alfie's a little. Can't the other dogs train him? Don't they do that tried, at a certain point? We have tried everything. everything. He's a marker. He's just going to pee. He's going to he be unattended. Yeah, doesn't matter. Um, he's Hot just... veterinary talk with Allison and Dana. Yeah, yeah, we fixed him. Okay. Apparently he had too much balls, so we fixed him. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, still marks and, and just blissfully ignorant. Well, you know, and we got to deal with him for another however long he's going to live. What kind years. is he? He's like a cocker spaniel dachshund mix. It's the cocker spaniel. They're apparently yeah, I've heard they're dumb. Yeah, they're dumb as dumb as a bag of hammers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Bella, the dog with a brain tumor, she'd rather kill herself than pee in the house. Alfie just like, hey, I just no took shame. a piss. Yeah, thinks no it's shame. great. Thinks it's great. So Dana, let's just jump into stuff, and you tell me what's your deal with relationships. Uh, I've, uh, I've never been in uh, a good one, (laughs) (laughs) a healthy one until uh, I met my wife and uh, I didn't, I have, I've said this a million times. I bet I've said this on every interview I've ever done. Oh, good. Um, so let's start. Um, I meet people who knew me before I was 30 and I just apologize and walk (laughs) in the other direction. Um, I didn't get my shit together in the slightest Mm-hmm. until I was 30 years old. In and what way? Just emotionally and socially. And, you know, I just didn't... There was no sense of ask them about themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old <laughs> It's not about yeah. you. Not right. everything is about you all the time. And mm-hmm. I was a successful comedian at an early age, so I had a system in place that was dedicated to reminding me of how awesome I was. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, I, and, and it wasn't long after I kind of really figured out how to get my shit together that I met my wife. Had I met her before, probably wouldn't have worked out. Um, cause she's actually, uh, much, more, much more mature than I am. And, uh, 
and um, I had to I had to work for it. Mm-hmm. How did you guys meet? We met at uh, Kathy Griffin's Christmas party in oh. 1994, and um, I had been in a very long relationship uh, with. Uh, it was like together for six years, breaking up for four of them. Right. Um, On and off. Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a like a. A long meal. Uh, they just kept bringing you. Just every time you think you're done, they brought another course. Um, and and we, you know, lovely person, but we just tortured each other for mm-hmm. for a, you know nigh on half a decade. And um, uh, when I m- met my wife, the first thing that I saw was oh she's nothing like her <laughs> it was just the polar opposite right um in, in uh, what way did you notice that uh my i, I don't want to uh, you know my um my previous relationship she was very kind of um tall and quiet and mysterious mm-hmm. and you know funny and and smart and 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 great and a lovely person but um uh kind of like a Kind of melancholy? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say... Brooding or intense? Lauren Bacall. Young Lauren Bacall. You know, very like, there's a lot going on here. Oh, like still waters run deep. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to provide you with cliches. Yeah, Yeah. and then, um, you know, let me... Can I... Here it is. To use Archie speak, Mm -hmm. uh, my old girlfriend was Veronica, and my wife is Betty. Okay. And then my wife is just, Hi! (laughs) <laughs> right, like very, o- Here I like am. very open. Yeah, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. And real uh, proactive person, very socially adept, and and uh, and uh, it was just like, oh, this is this, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, uh, hey, you want to go out with me? It's <laughs> 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 terrible. Hey, I really go with sometime. <laughs> I had a really nice time. Mouth open, tongue out. I had a really nice time. And this is after uh, you'd done work on yourself? This is a- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that chicks love that, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and we've been, but, uh, yeah, so our first date was January 13th, 1995, and we've been together ever since. What was your first date? And I- I'm asking because you happen to remember the date, so. Uh, we went to, yeah, sure, I remember the date. Um, we went to, uh, it was funny because we went to dinner on Melrose, and at this place that's uh, not there anymore, um, but it's now a t-shirt store. But, um she was an agent and I was a comedian. So ostensibly like we should, we should uh, have dinner. It might've been a business thing. Right. I use that to sort of defend, protect myself, mm-hmm. protect my ego. And then, uh, halfway through the dinner, I said, I hope you realize, I think that this is a date. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> she was fine. She was fine. <laughs> yeah, she was fine. Uh, it was really funny. Mm-hmm. It was, I remember it. I remember it like it was uh, yesterday. And then have you you've been together ever since? Yeah, yeah. And never broke up. Never broke up. And how? What made you realize she was? Um, well, if you if you if this language fits for yeah, you, yeah, I think I know where you're going. I think I have it. What made you realize she's the one? Is what I was going to say. Yeah, um, about I don't know a year into it when uh, uh, it started to become apparent that like this could this is a real this is something genuine that you you know. And I had my initial, uh, 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 I'm losing control. Mm-hmm. Um, 
literally when I in one day this this all happened in one day when I just was like uh, 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 um, I'm out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. I'm do and uh, she basically just said no you're not going to do that it literally so said you, were you starting to say things to that yeah effect? Like maybe like we you... should just slow down and see uh. what's happening because I feel like um, and she literally just I'm I'm not lying I literally just said she just said no no. <laughs> You're not you're not going to do that. And I kind of went, well, okay. <laughs> and, and then we watched uh, Rear Window and uh, had a great night and that was it. Oh, that's great. See, I feel like I would be, I would feel like what I should do in that situation is be like, oh, well, okay. Like do the whatever the thing is to put the least amount of pressure on the guy. And then yeah. I would probably allow, you know, allow some something kind of. Yeah, she, no, she wasn't taking, yeah, no, she, that's not what happened at all. She yeah. literally just said, yeah. No, I. Uh, you're not going to do that. <laughs> I was like, okay. And do you guys ever fight? Oh, my God. Yeah, sure. We've been together for how long? Uh, 2012? What is it? What's math? <clears throat> Does anybody that out there thing know with math? Numbers. 95 to 05 is 10 mm-hmm. to. Uh, Plus uh, another seven, it sounds like. Yeah, so. Uh, 10 17. and 7? I don't know what that is. It's 17. Yeah, 17. Yeah, mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and then you do fight. 1 plus 7, so it's 8. <laughs> right. We've, we've done, yeah, we've You've fight. been together t- 17, 8. <laughs> been together um, seven. Yeah, been I'm, together I'm trying to figure out. I guess, 11 teen. <laughs> 11 I, teen years. Um, I'm trying to figure out what a normal amount or healthy amount of fighting is because I it's like cyclical. to think it's zero. It, no, that's not and true. And I know that's not true. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And you fight, you, you have periods where you fight a lot. And then you don't. Mm-hmm. And then you don't fight. And then you fight again and you don't. But what's important, and this is something that my wife taught me that I didn't really know. You can fight and it's okay. You know, where, where I, how I was raised, you know, every fight was Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of how my childhood was. <clears throat> yeah. And in, in, our, in, in her family, uh, it's much, it's funny, her family and my family are diametrically opposite in their dysfunctions. Oh. But still profoundly acute. Okay, because you, know. you come from a family of a ton of you. Yeah, a ton of us in a small house, mm-hmm. and you're the. Are you the youngest? Or? I'm the youngest. I I'm the youngest boy. I have four older brothers and then a younger sister. Okay, and my sister came along later, so she was sort of like the family mascot. <laughs> so in a way, I was sort like of the, the youngest. fish or like Cookie. Like like Cookie, <laughs> more like Cookie, not Carmela. No, Carmela's just a, a diva, a ball of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> she is just Carmela is a is a black furry ball of secrets. <laughs> um, but it's funny because my oldest brother is uh, a was a cop is now uh, works for uh, the prison mm-hmm. system. Uh, his name is Dick. If you of could course. get more masculine than that, Mm-mm. his real name is Penis. His nickname is Dick. <laughs> uh, and then I have this sort but of. But his like, friends call him Cock. His friends call him Cock. And then I'm down there. I'm, uh, you know, a comedian and a writer. My name is Dana. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just kind of segued, segued <laughs> to the girl. Um, uh, so it's, it, you know, they, it's a really, uh, you know, it was, it was chaotic. And yeah, fights were like horrifying. Mm-hmm. Every fight was like, you know, Armageddon and. And then were they dirty fighters? They were just well. By the time I came around, you know, th- there was a period where, you know, they my parents. There was a period where I was living with one of them, and you know, it was just like, a, okay. you know, um, it was yeah, it was fights, fights, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're still together though. They're, they're still together, um, 
But they separated for a period of time? A little bit, yeah. They, my, my, no, no, yeah, that came out wrong. Like, my mother would just, like, go away for the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go stay with my mother in Virginia. Right. Do what you want. And my dad would stay home, and it was just kind of like they just needed that. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of my face for four months. Right. Um, and by that, and, and so, yeah, there was a lot of uh, instability. There was mm-hmm. a lot of instability, and we moved a lot uh, in the town that we lived in. You know, it was just like a lot of different houses. Yeah, we all, rented, but and all just like, in Massachusetts, all in the same town. It was okay. just like I don't like this house. Move to that house. I don't know where we're going to live next month. And it was just a lot right. of a lot of instability, a lot yeah. of instability, and and uh, and and uh, and no one ever saying this is not normal. Right. Um. So a lot of stuff that I've dealt with clearly, but um. And that all, and then all, you know, what that forms in me is like a profoundly insecure person. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, over time, sort of worked on that. What was the question? <laughs> well, you were explaining... I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's working. You were explaining that you and your oh, wife fights, yeah, has fights. diametrically opposed right, and, yeah, because, like, cause we Yeah, because I would think, like, you can't fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that the, the world's going to end. Right. Right. And my wife comes from, uh, prof, you know, really functional parents, uh, you know, in terms of their marriage and... Um, they fight and then the fight's over and that's it. Life goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way they're different is uh, my parent, all my family lives in Massachusetts and I live out here. And if I never called them, I'd never hear from them. You know, they're just doing their thing. Right. All of them. Just, all of them. Yeah. And they're just and they're, you know, if you want to come by, great. If not, see you, see you around. Do they ever come out here and visit you? Uh, no. I mean, they do if I say, do you want to come out? But even now, that's like, they're like, yeah, why don't you come out here? Um, my girlfriend's, my girlfriend's family, they were my girlfriend's family when this started happening. Um, Good save. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why is my marriage so healthy? Because I also have a girlfriend. <laughs> right. But let's talk about your <laughs> wife's family. Wrong? Is that wrong? <laughs> my girlfriend hates my wife's family. My my wife's family, but this happened when she was my girlfriend. They just move out. We're all together. Everybody moved out. Her sister, her brother. Where are they from originally? New Jersey. Their wow. parents moved out here. Everybody lives two miles, within two miles of us. Everybody. Yeah. That, that, how is that? It's I was going to say that sounds great, but I guess it's a lot adjustment. of family. It's a lot of family. Right it's there. a lot of family all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For anybody, you know, but they're, I mean, they're not bad people. They're, they're, they're actually pretty good, but it's, it, it's, they're, my, they're closer than normal. Mm-hmm. I would say then is healthy. <laughs> and my parents are, ju- are just the opposite. Does your wife feel the same like way? Like they were in the delivery room when my wife's sister had her first baby. Yeah. You know, they visited us on our honeymoon. It's, it's a, there's Where was the honeymoon? A, in Hawaii. There's a level of closeness <laughs> that is not needed. Right. Yeah. But but does your wife feel the same way? She knows. She, well, it's... Because I come from a sort of, to use the more therapy term, enmeshed yeah, family, like what, a pretty yeah. overly close family. And I'm sometimes... Not a lot of boundaries. Me. Oh, like no boundaries yeah. almost. I mean, my younger sister has set some boundaries, which, on the one hand, I admire, and on the other hand, I, I find myself thinking, 
she said, how selfish of her. And then I have to tell myself, that's not, it's not selfish. Yeah. It's acceptable for her to say, I need to do this, this, or that, you know? Sure. But there's a part of, of me that sort of still has that um, sort of groupthink in me that's like, how can you, you know, how, right. how can you separate in that way? So, um, so I'm aware. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so I'm aware that, uh, it's not healthy to to be so boundaryless, and yet there yet it feels normal, sort of. Sure, yeah. So that's it's, why I'm asking. It's all you know. It's all you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's hard to redefine what normal is. Mm-hmm. You know, and and have yeah, boundaries are a big issue. Uh, so was that hard for your wife then to make um, you and your kids well, and, and what, dogs and, and guinea pigs and fish the priority? No, 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 no. I, I she she she's a, also. A superhuman. Okay. You know, she's got a very important job, and you oh know, right, yes. yeah. She's. I a, looked her up earlier. Yeah, she's. A, she invented HBO. She, she's a bit of a of a. She's and she's, UTA. She's not normal. <laughs> she's a super achiever. Mm-hmm. Um. So that she, she's not. The, <clears throat> excuse me. She's not the best example. Right. Of like, you know, because she. Right. She, so maybe it's know. not that they're enmeshed. Maybe it's just that she's able to be really, really close to her family. She can just and do also, yeah, a everything. freakish amount of does stuff. Does she sleep? No, not how, a lot. She, how I mean, literally, she does. Do it. I don't know. I, I would honest, like to be one. I don't know. I'm not one. She gets up at like five thirty and goes to some crazy gym with Nicole Richie, and does this super crazy workout, hmm. and then comes home and then goes out and 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 works at HBO and then comes home at night. I mean, it's and you had the audacity to expect her to get boxes. <laughs> No well, wonder she doesn't have time to clean. I would have had more audacity <laughs> expecting her to get guinea pigs. I know. <laughs> would you just run out today and get some rodents <laughs> and bring them back? Um, so it, it, but she just has to, you know, she's a shark. You know, she's just going to keep moving. She's right. Keep moving. Um, and uh, so it's, it's, a, it's an adjustment. But, but what I, you know, that's, that's what attracted to, that's what attracted me to her originally was, um, you know, she's a go-getter. She's hard-charging, mm-hmm. no bullshit, um, which was not my previous relationship. Uh, Your previous just, Lauren Bacall. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, that was very different. That was also uh, just everything that is kryptonite to me mm-hmm. was that. It was the old relationship. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, hmm, P-A-N-D-O-R-A. I wonder what's in here. <laughs> you know, it was just like. Right. Yeah. And had the you. The self-destruct button. What's the red one? This one? Bonk. Um, and so. Had you identified that as stuff that you need to stay away from, though? Or is it just like in retrospect? No, I, no, in re- I, no it was it was too great. No, it was just a terror. I was. It was very dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And, and I and neither one of us were at a maturity level to mediate our mutual dysfunction, which was all benign. You know, there wasn't any... Beating. No, 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 nothing like that. It was just sort of like an inability to shit or get off the pot. Right. You know, it shouldn't take four years to break up. So how long had you broken up when you met your wife, though? Or were Uh, you guys broken up? Yeah, we yeah we did. We, yeah, her her getting a new boyfriend was a, a subtle. That probably made it hard. There was a subtle symbol, to, yeah. subtle signal to me <laughs> that it was finally time to move on. And had unless she had said, but I'd still like to date you, and I would have gone okay. Um, but uh, uh, not long, not a year, not mm-hmm. a, not a year. And you said that. You and had... by the way, this 
very lovely person, happy in their life, and uh, from what I know, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you looked no. her up on Facebook. <laughs> no, I she, no, she used to, no, she used to work for a friend of mine, so I was like tangentially aware of her life uh, for a while. Okay, yeah, and um. And um, I lost and my I, train of I, thought. Uh, oh, no, and I, I used to say. hang out on their chimney for a while. Um, I lived on her roof for three months in 2011. Well, because um, then you can drop down with something if she needs it. <laughs> well, with like toys. A towel. <laughs> with <Yeah>. toys. <laughs> it's so weird. Did someone say it's Summer, toys? but <laughs> why is he here again? Isn't he hot? Um, you said that you had success very young as a comic. Yeah. How old? And what happened? My first set as a stand-up comic was, I was 17. And I was, uh, I went to college, but I started making money as a comedian when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And I had a day job for, I quit college after two years to be a stand-up. I had a day job for about a year. What? But by the age of What had you been majoring in? Like, what was your plan? I was a theater communications major. I knew I was going to be a comedian. By the age of 21, I was working as a comedian. How did you know? I've always wanted to be a comedian since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. I was I was essentially unsupervised as a child. You know, I was just there was so many people in the house. Right. If you were if you were in the house and not on fire, nobody gave you a hard time. And <laughs> so I started watching the Tonight Show when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. And I you know, and I just wanted to be George Carlin. And that was it, you know. My mom took me to see him when I was 17 or 16. No, I'm sorry. When I was 16, my mom took me to see him. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's I can do that. I can do that. And, uh, I'm, I, and I got into it right away. So by the time, like people say, why'd you go work in the Simpsons? You had this big career and you were, you know, I was on Letterman and I had a record and, mm-hmm. uh, I'd, I'd been on a TV show and, you know, and, but by that time I'd also been doing it nonstop for like 16, 17 years. What was the bulk of what you were doing? Was it touring? Yeah, just touring and all, you know, all on the road all the time mm-hmm. and, you know, doing TV shows, just working as a comedian. And was Ben Stiller show? That was before. That Simpsons, was in 92. Right? Yeah, that was in 92. I worked, worked on that. You know, I did a lot of stuff, but essentially everything grew out from, grew from being a standup. Right. And you uh, did SNL too, right? No, did I did not. I, no, I didn't. Oh. No, I didn't. You I should had, correct your IMDb page. Was, well, I'm not responsible for my IMDb. I was almost we on it are. famously. Okay. Yeah. I can't, I, you know, I've tried to get into my IMDb page. I tried to correct the photo, which is from, I think, 1984. Yes. And I I can't get you in there. You almost look like a mime. And I signed very up. Very black and white and serious. And I signed up like, okay, now I can get in there. I can't. If anybody out there can tell me how to access my IMDb page. I bet someone can. Email me at show at com. I hope we can close this deal for you, Dana. I hope we can If anybody can get my new headshot onto my IMDb page where I am literally a child. That photo yeah. on my IMDb page was taken in 1996. It almost it almost makes me go, except that I knew that it was probably something like this. It makes you go, please. He's trying to make us think he looks like that still. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I am clearly not. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I don't even think you would know it was me if you didn't know it was me. If you didn't, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no. it almost looks like a commercial actor headshot. It looks very uh, Jump Street. It's it very does. Jump Street. Yeah. <laughs> It is. So one I you know what I call that photo? One hundred percent dude. 
hundred percent, dude. <laughs> Even though I think you're wearing a turtleneck or something. I'm not wearing a turtleneck. I'm wearing uh, a nice. Uh, I'm wearing my. That was the height of the alternative comedy. Okay. Era. I'm in my standard issue suede coat. We all wore one. We all wore them for the headshots or for the whole. Alternative I lived in comedy it. Thing? I lived okay. in it. Yeah. Okay. Or corduroy, the cloth of kings. Quadura. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so you moved to San Francisco after being in Amherst. Right. Oh, yeah. So for... just to, to revisit the point that I was going to make really quickly was, so the reason that I went on The Simpsons when I did was we had just gotten married. We had just bought a house. We didn't have kids yet, but we knew we were going to have kids, and this opportunity came up. And I was pretty fried. And I thought, well, I can still do stand-up for fun. Mm-hmm. And I, for the first time in my life, have like a job. Like get up in the morning, go to a work, go to work. Right, has something a little more stable. Yeah, and it was writing The Simpsons. It wasn't like I was going to answer phones at a fucking bowling alley. Yeah. And and then and go home at night. And that at the time was really appealing. And it it was for a while it was great. Mm-hmm. For about 4 to 5 years it was terrific. And then what was it? And then I realized that uh I should be doing what I do, which is podcast. Stand a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that I should be guesting on podcasts <laughs> that I should be do, that I should be performing performing and 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 but by that time we had uh two kids and I thought well this also pays a ton of money mm-hmm. so I stayed uh for two years more to kind of bank some dough well what was it that made you realize oh I should really be performing I just real. I just knew I was not doing what I wanted to do. I would okay. drive by like the Improv and see a f- my friend's name on the marquee and just feel horrible. Mm. You know, I, I just felt like a loser. Right. I was fat and I was just not. You know, I felt like a surfer on the beach without a board. Mm. You know, it's just like this is not me. See, I think it's tough for people who do a lot of different things, though. To Triple f- threat, mm, multi hyphenate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a choreographer. <laughs> I'm also a gerbil wrangler. Um, <laughs> or at least I know the doctor who knows someone who is one. A gerbil wrangler? It was just a really, really sideways, poor Richard Gere reference joke. That's oh, I get funny. you. Okay. You can go um, there. Oh, see, gerbils, yeah. You couldn't do that with a guinea pig. Oh, that's... Uh, you couldn't I get can, a guinea pig up your con- rectum. You could not get a guinea pig up your rectum. You haven't seen my rectum. That's true. <laughs> How big are guinea pigs? They're, they're, they're big. Like they're, bigger than a rabbit? No, they're like rabbits. They're like rabbits with smaller ears. They're they're big. At least yeah, cookie, I tend to... at least cookie is. <laughs> I can only not... speak for cookie and Carmella. Yeah. They're sizable. I confuse gerbils and guinea pigs. I am, yeah. I'm sorry. Gerbils, the gerbils are like hamsters. Oh. Gerbils that, are like hamsters. That makes so much more sense then. Yeah. But I don't think that story is true. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's really? what they say. I don't you, know. No, I don't think it's true either. I heard a great ridiculous. joke, and I don't know who this, this joke is. It's, I think it's a street joke, but if it's a comedian's joke, I apologize. Why, why did Why did Richard Gere put a light bulb in his ass? Why? Because it looked like the gerbil was having an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. Good. That's a beautiful little joke. That's good. Yeah. Um God damn it, this is the second time I've lost my train of thought. What the hell was I saying, I, I don't know, but I'd be editing this. Um, right there, I that know. would go out. I know, and I feel like that I'm just going to leave it in. I know, because it doesn't it matter. Because no, it doesn't you know matter, what? and I over, I make everything too no, complicated. No, you know what? You're I right. Make everything it's too better. It's better 
to see this is this podcast is new for me, so I'm still figuring out how much I'm letting it all you've, hang out. I bet Too you've much. Done, how many have you done? A dozen? Uh, no, less than a dozen. Fewer okay. than a dozen. I've done two dozen. I've done three. This is the seventh. Yeah, I've done. I'm on my third. But everyone I do is like the fucking apocalypse now. Music cues and fake commercials. And I had my daughter reading Charles Manson's letters from prison and putting music under it. I mean, I make everything so complicated. It'd be, yeah, you could, you could have seven under your belt as well if yeah. you weren't, uh, you know, swinging for the yeah. lampposts, yeah. the windmills, uh, yeah. so whatever just, people swing for. Yeah, whatever they swing for. They tilt at windmills. Swinging for the neighbor's yard. I'm tilting at windmills. I am. Very, I, and I keep waiting for my check. And I keep waiting for my check. When when do we get money? <laughs> oh yeah, no, never. Does the podcast god write me a check? Where do I get <laughs> no, my money? No, it's from? like waiting for the Twitter god to, to yeah. come bestow something on you because you have a lot of followers. Yeah. Um, okay, we have some calls. I find that hard to believe. We do. It's my really, old girlfriend. Though. It's my old girlfriend <laughs> serving me a summons for via the phone. I think they can do that. For what? What would that be for? Uh, Talking about her? Yeah, whatever slander? that's called. Slander. Libel? Yeah. Probably slander, slander. Probably slander, Character yeah. defamation. She's not a, she's a lovely person. I'm sure she would never. She had that. one, she made one bad mistake. She had one bad lapse in judgment. That lasted Dating for me. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, poor girl. <laughs> All right. Well, you and I are super functional, so for sure we can help Matt, who's 17 and needs some love advice. Okay. Matt, hello. Allison? Hi. Thank you for Hi. calling. Oh my God. It's really me. That's awesome. And it's Dana Gould. Hi, Matt. Even awesomer. Mm. Yes. Oh, sorry. So that's how okay. can we help you? Yeah, how can we help you? No, no, I love you. You're like my favorite on everything you do. Uh, thank you for I'm both ass- of us. I'm going to assume that's a- to Allison. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <sighs> You're welcome. You're my favorite on line one right now. <laughs> so, Matt, lo- love advice. What? How, what's up? Well... I mean, it's too late now, but tomorrow's Junior Banquet, uh-huh. and I really wanted my boyfriend to go with me, but he didn't want to go in the first place, and I didn't really know how to take that, because he's closeted, so obviously he wouldn't be going with me, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I wanted him to be there, and I don't know if I should, like, kind of make a big deal about, like, the fact that it's tomorrow, or, you know, if there's an after party, do I ask him if he wants to go, or do I just leave him home because he's not at the bank? I don't know really how to handle this. Well, what are, what, what are his concerns specifically in, when he says he doesn't want to go? Well, he says that it's, he just finds it stupid, or, you know, oh, it's banquet. Meanwhile, there are like 300 kids going. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just that he feels the pressure to have to be there with me and yeah, it- whatever, and I, if I may, I, it, it sounds like if I could just put on my Dr. Drew hat Please. for a minute. Um, if he's closeted and you're not, you've already set yourself up into a relationship where you're really not capable of asking for anything yeah. because he can always lay that down. And it also implies that you're at clearly a, a lot more at ease with yourself than he is with himself. Is that a, is that a death sentence? No. But what you have to do for yourself is you have to get to a place where you're cool with the fact that you can't really go to him for a lot of needs that are that require a lot of public uh, exposure. Uh Um, And that's really up to you. I wouldn't I wouldn't at this point put a lot of pressure on him to do anything that he feels 
that he that he might blow his his cover, cover so to speak. Right. That said, you should not let that get in the way of you enjoying your experience. So you know you should go and have a great time. And and I'm not I, I you know I've never been in that situation. So um, all of my girlfriends were straight. Um, but, uh, you know, but, but to be someone who is not closeted dating someone who is closeted, that that's, I, I wish I could be more helpful to you. I'm, uh, um, unfortunately, um, but, uh, you know, you have to, uh, get to a place where you're cool with the limits that that puts on your relationship or not, you know? Right. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, you've been, I mean, you said everything that's been in my head that I've been trying to ignore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. Well, here's here's a great piece of advice. Don't ignore, you know, all of the feelings that you have, rage, frustration, anger, you know, you know, don't ignore them and just mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm having I'm enraged right now and just own it. And it's much better. Emotion. Someone once said emotion is just it's energy in motion. Mm-hmm. It's something that needs to come out. So the more you try to squelch it, the more it's just going to churn around and get worse. Own it. If you're pissed, be pissed and own it and say, I'm angry and I'm really frustrated. That's okay. And, and, and this especially is uh, true of fear. If you're in a situation where you're afraid, own it. I'm terrified right now. And, and I'm just going to experience that and see how it goes. You'll find that by owning it and accepting it, it's a lot easier on you, and it's, it flows through you easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good advice, actually. I know that my boyfriend and I uh, sometimes get into situations where uh, one of us will say something ca- casual-sounding, but the feeling behind it isn't casual. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, we're trying not to put pressure on the other person or make the other person feel bad or whatever, right. which just doesn't really work. Because Is your boyfriend's you... name Adam Carolla? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it's really not though. What what do you say? It does sound passive aggressive, like Adam. <laughs> I, I know it does, right? So we we've, we've gotten past that um, because I think often when you try, but but the, the the irony is that you think you you're doing the person a favor by not really putting all your shit on them, right? But you you still are just in an indirect way, which makes it harder for them to deal with. Sure. So, um, so Matt, how long have you been going out with this guy, and does it come up a lot that that he wants to stay closeted? Yeah, well, we've been together like six and a half months, and I know it doesn't, you know, I'm 17, so it feels like forever, but I know it's not. Uh, it's just, he's, you know, a really great guy, and I think that he wants more of the relationship to last. Meanwhile, I see more of the perspective that, you know, we'll be going to college in a year and a half, and I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but I really do like him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it does come up really often because we do have some mutual friends, and if we try to hang out together, it's I mean, it's really awkward because everyone we know knows, not so much that I've even said anything, mm-hmm. but it's just so, um, like, understood that that's what's between us, but he is just so not willing to accept it. And it's really hard for me to see him go through all this, too. And, I mean, I try to, you know, support him as best I can, but, you know, it's times like, you know, we'll argue about it and whatever, but we do get over it. It's just this would seem like such a big deal. And the more I thought about it, I thought, well, I have my senior banquet next year. I have prom coming up next June. And it just feels like such a bummer for me to not have, you know, 
someone there with me. I hate to bring the whole show down because it's been really funny so now, far. Now, when you, when you are, will you, would you be able to go to prom with your uh, boyfriend? I, oh, yeah. Like my school is very yeah. liberal. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't be willing to come out as my right. is, is What's his family like? Is that who he's concerned about, yeah. or is he just not ready? Yeah, that his was family. That's really his biggest concern. They're um, they're like really uh, Hispanic, I guess, and I don't know if that's a really bad stereotype, but they're really religious, like, religious and yeah. freaked out the second he suggested anything, and so he's been like really quiet about it ever since. So, yeah, that's something that he's, you know, he needs a lot of room. Yeah, because he's he's between a rock and a hard place. No pun intended. And, um, you know, uh, so you're, you know, I think that your job is to take care of yourself. Yeah. And not put, but in a way that doesn't put pressure on him. Could you go to prom with someone else as like, this is my prom day because I want to go to prom. I respect your feelings, but I want to go to prom. Right. No, I definitely could. I mean, I don't know that he would be upset. But it's just for me. You know what I mean? Like, if I look back on this and... Yeah, well, if he doesn't want to go and you want to go, he has no right time. to prevent you from going. I'm sorry? If you want to go and he doesn't want to go, he has no right to tell you not to go. No, it wasn't that. It was just, like, for my own... Um, like, for me personally, if I look back on this, am I going to think, wow, was that a really big waste of time? Or am I going to go, well, you know what, maybe it was for the better. I got to have a fun night. But, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like, No, you should go. You should go and have a great time. Yeah. Although I think I can speak for prom, uh, at least for me, and say that it it was okay. But it, I don't look back on it as like, oh, my God, that was the best thing I ever did. No, you... people, there's nothing more sadder than someone who peaks in high school, but it sounds like Matt realizes that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt sounds, yeah. Matt sounds like he's got his thankful things aren't going that well right shit now. Shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I went to prom last year, and it was nice, but I mean, you know. Yeah. It was all mm-hmm. right. But I mean, for my, you know what I mean? I, you know, it's just, it's weird to convey. I just have like such mixed feelings about the whole situation. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it, it's because there's more going on in your relationship right now and your feelings about the situation than just prom. It's sort of indicative of you're wondering the longevity of the relationship. Right. And I feel that he wants it to be, you know, longer than it will be, you know? Right. Yeah. Are, are you guys planning to go to college at the same place? No, no, no. Well, so... Broom him. Drop that bomb on him. Broom him, Matt. What does that mean? Broom him. Sweep him away. Oh. There you go. Kick him to the curb and check back after trash day. (laughs) That's what I say. Lose some weight in the form of him. That's right. You have a Matt's Matt's boyfriend-sized hole in your life, and you should keep it that way. (laughs) Well, God, my heart goes out to both of you, Matt. Hang in there. And and good luck. Thank you so much. And you you, you really do sound like you have a great head on your shoulders, and you sound very articulate. Yeah, you sound and like I you wish know what I had doing. been that wise at your age. Matt knows what Thank he's doing. That's so right. Much. All right, take care, Matt. You too. Bye. Bye. Wow. I feel like I just gave somebody terrible advice. No, I think you gave him good advice. <laughs> I think you gave him First good of advice. all, Matt. I mean, sleep to the curb. Maybe your wasn't girlfriend good, but... is your girlfriend is a boy. <laughs> I just completely be an idiot. <laughs> I know your problem. Your girlfriend is a boy. If I may. I mean, get to start that way. All right. Are you, do you have a vision problem? <laughs> what? How did that happen? Um, okay. So Edgar on line two wants to, to congratulate me on this show. I think. 
Edgar. Hello, Edgar. Yeah. Hello, Allison. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to start off first off by saying congratulations on your podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm a, a loyal uh, Loveline uh, uh, fan for many, many years, and I followed all its spinoffs. And uh, when I heard you for the first time on Adam, I thought it was awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, I thought it was going to be a little different, uh, uh, like visually, like looking at you guys, but it was so weird. <laughs> when I saw you side by side by Teresa, I said, okay, this will do. It's carbon copy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once I actually got to listen to you, it was very cool. It was actually really, you had a totally different take, and I love your wit. I think you're super funny. Well, thank you. And, uh, and, I, and I think when I when I heard you on here on this podcast, I thought it was even it just I was just blown away. I just laugh and I love it, and I think it's very very cool. Oh, thank you so much, Edgar. Yeah, and uh, just to comment on that last caller. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think he's like you guys said. He had a he has a good head on his shoulder, and uh, and I sort of kind of related to the poor guy because I have a younger brother who's pretty much going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where uh, we all know he's gay, <laughs> but he will never openly say it, you know, or he'll never talk about a boyfriend or a love interest or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 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 it's understood. We all know. Right. Uh, it's pretty blatant. He never says no, but uh, he never. He, he really never ever talks to. Um, Really, I think going to my sister that he talks to openly about it, but anybody else, he really doesn't. So. How how old is your brother? He's about to turn. Oh well, actually, he just turned eighteen. Yes, that's the thing. You yeah. know, go, go, 24, 25, That's when you that stuff becomes secondary. It's such your sexual identity is so huge a part of you at, at that point, and it's new and and scary and uh, right. Them, they're they're kids. Mm-hmm. Seventeen, you're yeah, you're a yeah, kid. And, and, uh, You're a beautiful, it's beautiful nice, boy. Uh, when you see him interacting with his friends, he is openly gay. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'll, it's weird because he's like different personalities. <laughs> right. But when he's with his friends, he's very uh, flamboyant and, you know, the stereotypical flashy thing. <laughs> right. But when, yeah, when he's around us, he is like, hey, what's up, bro? Right. <laughs> he turns on this weird persona where it's just kind of a little off-putting because it makes me feel a little bad that he can't be his normal self, yeah. I guess. There's openly gay, and then you get, like, the guy that hosts that show on Bravo. Right. After, he's <laughs> Andy ter- Cohen? He's turbo gay. That's the step <laughs> above openly gay. Right. Yeah. Right, right. It's an explosion yeah, it's just, of gay. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? No, I'm saying it's an explosion of gay. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird how if he doesn't see me, I'll catch him, and he's very, very flamboyant. It's really, but then once I get close to him, you'll turn around and you'll get spooked. And, hey, what's up, man? Hey, 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 yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's hard at that <laughs> age. His voice changes. You know, my brother, my brother-in-law was like that at that age, and and yeah. you, they just come into their own. That's yeah. <laughs> really I, did, I yeah. really did not mean that to come out that way. <laughs> Uh, they come into their own T-shirt by the bed, by the nightstand. <laughs> well, that's um, the theory. That's, that's, what they're, yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, uh, just a theory. I don't okay. subscribe to that. Cleanliness <laughs> is next to godliness. 
Um, well, <laughs> well, thank you for calling in, Edgar, and keep listening. Enjoy and, El Paso, and, one of the garden spots. Yes. yes, I will. I will definitely, and I'm spreading the good word. Oh, please do. <laughs> thank you. Yes, okay. And, and once again, thank you very much for making my boring job very delightful all day and looking like a weirdo laughing to myself all day. What is your boring job? Uh, I work for a civil engineer. That does sound boring. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for listening to the wrong. Dana Gould Hour. Yeah, listen to the Dana Gould Show, too, <laughs> if you like things that are produced <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, funny yeah, and yeah. have oh, I, I listen to pretty much, like I said, all the little <laughs> spider webs that went off of Love Line. You know, uh, uh, all the, pretty huh? much all, everything on Chief Broadcasting. Oh, uh, thank you. Some other ones, like Mark Marin and pretty much a lot of the ones that, thanks to you, uh, uh, actually I have to thank you twice, where I, I followed you being interviewed, like, on on uh, Mark Marin and uh, the Mental Pod. That was pretty neat. So then I started listening to those. And, oh, great. Yeah, those are terrific. Those are terrific. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and all the other ones. Oh, I've known There's Mark for a long ones. time. I'm yeah. very, very happy for his success. Mm-hmm. He worked really, really hard. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. It was one of my favorite shows, uh, the Paul Gilmartin. Well, actually, I just listened to the Mark Marin, Paul Gilmartin. Right. And that was just great. So, but yeah, yeah. Thanks to you guys, uh, especially on Adam, where I just got introduced to this whole podcast and. Radio's not that to me. <laughs> That's terrific. That's great. All right. Well, yeah. thanks, Edgar. Take care. Can't wait to hear this episode. <laughs> Bye. Okay. When I said earlier, if you like things that are produced, producer Gary gave me the middle finger, <laughs> which was fitting. I think what she meant to say, if I may. If overproduced. I say, if you like things that are overproduced. Produced within an inch of their life. If you like a bukkake of production. That's right. If you like things... <laughs> <laughs> that we're, yeah, the life has been taken out the of that. Yeah, yeah, where it's a, overly done. Right. It's like the smile sessions. It's Things just that are embalmed. Embalmed, wrapped up. That's yeah. right. You don't That's get how it. I meant it. Airless, breathless, mm-hmm. lifeless. Mm-hmm. Then right. the Dana Gould Hour could right. be for you. Like, is this a mausoleum that it's I can like listen to? It's like making out with a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> you wish it were. I wish. Yeah. All right. Um, let's I'm not good with anything that comes. I've removed all the threat of intimacy, so I'm in my comfort zone on my show. Mm-hmm. I'm in control. Right. I'll I'll chop you up in a million pieces. How do you actually record Dexter, it? Though? Dexter does less cutting than I do. What do you mean by what? Like, uh, do you since you cut it up so much? Ha- like, what's well, for the, the last for the for this recent episode, I interview. Uh, it's two separate hour long interviews with three different people. Mm-hmm that I've chopped up into about 36 individual segments, and then I'm going to mix and match them and sort of intersperse them. So uh, you'll have one piece of an interview, and then you'll hear music, and it'll go into another interview, and then you'll go back to the other interview. And then I have three or four pre-recorded segments that are recorded at a separate time mm. that uh, once I edit it and score it, I drop those in too. As you're recording it, are you thinking, oh, this would, this this is bit... 25. Yeah, and what I do is I have a really, really wonderful sound editor named Jolinda Palmer, and she and I'll uh, she'll send me, I'll do the listen to it, and then I'll log it, and I'll just go, okay, segment one, cut at 4.020, uh, end it at 5, you know, 11, try to cut out this thing there. Mm-hmm. This thing where she said she was losing her train of thought. Cut or, or, yeah, but it's, or stuff like that, or like, you know, we fumf her to get the joke, go right to the joke, and right. then, and, and she'll pull all the, a lot of the air out of it. And, uh, and I don't know why I, it's just what I, it's the thing that 
when I thought of it, I said, yeah, that would, to me, sounds like a show I'd want to do. Otherwise, there's no reason to do a show for me, for, just for me. What made you decide to do it? Um, well, this year I'm doing a lot more performing and I'm kind of like getting out there more. I had a movie contract after The Simpsons where I was just writing movies that aren't going to get made, making a lot of money, but it was a, another soul-killing job. Were you punching up or were you actually writing? Both. I wrote a couple of features and I but punched we'll never up. But never see them? And I, I don't think so. And I punched up every movie comedy that came through the pie. Huh. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, so this was just to get out there and to do stuff that was just me. And, like, I, you know, it's like, I know I'm funny, and 11 executives at Warner Brothers know I'm funny. I was trying to get beyond that mm-hmm. and get back out to the public. And I will say, and I think it's thanks to Adam, uh, the, the podcast had a, uh, and I'm doing uh, some other things, um, had a huge uh, response. I was really, really happy with it. Yeah, it's really gratifying. Yeah, it's nice to know. Yeah. Um, have you been reading your reviews? Uh, some on of iTunes, them. and yeah. how, what's your reaction to those? I haven't read yours, so I don't know. They're very positive, and and they uh, so that's great. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, and it's always like w- the one or two. Like there's always the take back, like 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 you're like yeah, look, you're in the same place. It's the same thing yeah. as them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are there are limits to what you can do. Uh, you know, and like some people just say like, you know. You're not as funny as Joe Rogan. It's like, well, you're he, not. He has you're a probably, lot of, but he, but he specifically has a lot of fans who feel that way. Yeah, but to, my, to me, I go, that's fine. That's not a critique. Right. <laughs> bananas aren't apples. Yeah. Fuck apples. No, you either like apples or you like bananas. I <laughs> They're get. Fine. They're both great. I've been getting a really great <clears throat> response, but yeah. there's a few. A few one stars um, that say things like, "I wanted to like it, but." And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't think you tried. Yeah. No offense, but I don't think so. Yeah. And and you immediately go to maybe you should take your money back. Oh, it's free. Yeah. Exactly. I keep forgetting it's free. And then there's one that said, it's good if you like quote unquote segments. <laughs> like Yeah, well that's yeah, exactly. That's, that's no that was mine. No, though. I know, yeah. I know, but I know, and it's just like, yeah, it, I'm trying to do something that's different. Right. I want a constant, unending supply of excellent versions of that one thing I like for free. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't ask for that. And what is that one thing? <coughs> Joe Rogan show. Yeah. <laughs> More talk about anal gaping. Well. Which somebody said was a topic on Joe Rogan show. Okay. I mean, I feel like a little bit. I'm not going to go there. A little bit. Well, I don't know specifically what anal gaping is. I don't, but I, I feel don't, like I the discussion of whether guinea pigs could fit up your butt. Yeah. Or putting a cork in your bottle. Yeah. It's got to be sort of in the anal gaping wheelhouse. Yeah, I think so. I think Under I, the anal gaping umbrella. I, I found out what it is. It's nothing you want to know. It's nothing is it you want to know. Is it a hobby? No, it's a... It's not. It's a thing... Gary's shaking his Gary head. Gary knows. No, no, I don't want to know either. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm saying don't ask. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more about anal gaping. No, what I mean is like that's the sort of thing. It's like if that's what you like, then go there. But don't right. criticize me for not doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know? You know, I went to see uh, Bridesmaids, you know, wasn't the latest James Bond movie. Right. No, it's not. It's a totally different thing. They're very separate entities. Yeah, but how could you think that's funny? Yeah. You should enjoy the one that you like. Hilarious is the comedy that is James Bond. Yeah. Another thing that I get, and I actually was was thinking of bringing this up earlier, but I'm going to bring it up now. Sure. um, Is a new thing for me ever since I've been doing podcasts on Adam's podcast is that I find that one of the critiques of me is that I'm ironic and detached and smug and snarky, which is really strange for me because these are things that 
no one's ever leveled that at me um, because I've always done things where people are seeing me. It's always been t- television. And one of the reasons that, that I sort of was able to, to – or wh- one of the compliments people always gave me in TV was that I come across as so sincere and genuine and open. So it's very surprising that all of a sudden people are hearing me this other way. And I think it's strictly because – I because um, that must just be how my voice comes across. Yeah, and I don't somehow know. I, seeing I don't... me it cancels it out. But without seeing me, I'm just some cold asshole. Yeah, I don't. I, that's kind of a cheat critique anyway, because it's 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 a comedy. Sh- it's sort of that's sort of like a non critique critique. That's right up there with just be yourself. <laughs> you know, yeah. I get that though. Yeah. that I'm playing a role, or that they have they have no sense of who I am. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to give, how to force myself into you What's funny, possibly any more than I am. Ironically, the people who are complaining that you're not really being who you are, aren't Googling if you, me. If you ask them to quantify what they mean, they will end up saying that they wish you were more like someone else. Yeah. No, you you're right. You should be my more yourself, like my Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not being yourself. You should be more like Mark Maron. But, but I'm, but he's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he does great because he's him. I'm me. This is the thing I do. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had that kind of equanimity. Instead, I find that it makes me go like, and then I just like that. Well, I'm also. A, take crap in my pants. Yeah. But it's just, you're also half my age. I am more than half your age. Slightly. But I'm younger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and now is your wife. As are many buildings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Specifically in, in um, LA, specifically in tract, uh, like yeah. gated communities here in Glendale. Yeah. Now, uh, is your wife younger than you are? Yeah. What's she, the age difference? Eleven. She's eleven years oh, old. That's... No, she's <laughs> she's five years younger than I. Am. Oh, Not that's much. a bit. Yeah, that's a pretty that's, negligible age yeah, difference, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, she's. It was all nothing creepy. Now. Earlier, when you were saying that she's um, a go-getter and she makes things happen and she's proactive, what I was wondering is, um, does she ever doubt? This is where I interview your wife through you. Does she ever <laughs> doubt her? Because she's the woman I want to be. <laughs> Take that in a creepy but, way. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> um, I want a lot of pets. But your hair does is she... so dark. <laughs> oh, she's she... so blonde. Oh, really? I can be blonde. Oh, Give me no. time. I can be blonde. No, no. I no. can. Yeah, I can. I can. I can. You don't want that. You don't want that. I don't. Black hair different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does she get insecure or is she riddled by self-doubt? Or of course. Where, where is she on the spectrum of all she those things? She's completely normal. It's all completely normal. But you just go, but she has a wonderful ability to take that in, accept it, and go forward. Anyway. Where are you with <clears> those <throat> things? I'm learning how to do that. I'm learning how to do that. You know, I had a lot of doubt about doing a podcast because I really felt like I'd been out of it for a long time. Nobody knew who I was anymore. Um, I was, a, you know, it would be a joke. And uh, and then it wasn't until I said, well, that could all be true, but I'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was why I ended up doing it. And, and it I turned need, out that none it, of it's true, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, thank God. And, and I had and I was waiting for an idea that allowed me to to do it. And then you realize your idea is a <clears throat> shitload of production. Yeah. Yeah. Just a buttload, buttload of work. Right. But it's, but it's what I do, you know. 
That's the way I look. I don't my stand up. I don't do the easiest version of stand up either. <laughs> you know, I do everything yeah. I do has a level of complexity to it, and it's just the way my brain works. And you are doing live shows now, yes? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, performing tonight. I'm performing next week. I will be on uh, John Oliver's stand up uh, New York stand up comedy show oh, later neat. this month on Comedy Central. Oh yay! Yeah, I'll be on Conan March nineteenth. I'm around. Do you get nervous before these things? No. no, it's the only time I'm not nervous. Oh, that's like, right. I remember you saying that on Adam's show, actually. Yeah, because so, I, I know so what I'm doing. Yeah, like stand-up is the one thing where you feel very, yeah, very confident. Yeah, just get the fuck out of my way. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk to Lou and see if we can help him for a second. Lou I'm surprised is... there aren't more chicks calling, <clears throat> unless Lou is a chick's name. Uh, no. I guess Sorry. it's not. It's my daughter's name. Hey, guys. Hi, Lou. Hey, how are you, Allison? Big I'm... fan. I love your work on Adam Corolla's show. I had a chance to meet you... Um... Over the summer, one of the podcasts. Oh, cool. Where? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in July sometime. Very, very stunning in person. Uh, by no means are you a cold asshole. In my Thank book. you. And Dana, oh my gosh. Not worthy, not worthy. Big fan. Oh. Love your Hugh work. <laughs> Thank you. Looking forward to him back on Adam Carolla's show. Uh, you will hear him this month. Oh, awesome, awesome. Hopefully another tour of the Menudo Factory or something. He will uh, be, Hugh will be, I've been told. Hewell will be yeah. returning this month. Oh, yeah. awesome. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Will he yeah. be bringing Dana? <laughs> yes. Unless I meet the real Hewell in between now and then, and he kills me. Right. Right. Which could also, <laughs> also a possibility not to be ruled out. Do you feel like you're number what one? What would that sound like? <laughs> I don't think I could do that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. I, think that, I think that we'd both be killed. I did. A, you know, it's funny. I, Lou, I know you have a question, but I'll tell you this one story real quickly. I was on a radio show in New York or someplace, plugging a gig, and the DJ started to like, try to get, what would Hugh Hauser say if he was here? I'm like, I'm not going to do Adam's bit on your right. show. <laughs> That's right. wrong with you. That's like getting a Letterman writer. And being like, give me a top ten list. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, that, that, that's his. Okay, how about a top nine? <laughs> just so, some numbered list of sequential funny things. So it was just like, why would I do that? It's his. So did you do it? No, I didn't do it. <laughs> I know. All right, so Lou, you're considering divorce. Oh, Lou. Yeah. What's yeah, going on? Yeah. Tell yeah, us. And, you know, the reason I call is because I'm um, just, just trying to see, you know, if I'm just, you know, an asshole or if my feelings are truly validated here as far as what's going on with my marriage and my situation with my wife. How long have you been married? Uh, going on six years. Okay. How long were you together before you were married? Oh, so uh, going on 10 total, so about okay. four years. That's a good chunk. Kids? No kids. Okay. Are you plugging this into some kind of algorithm you have for marriage? Yeah, I'm just kind of getting the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. And I've never, I've never been married, but I'm a know-it-all, so I can help as well. Hmm. What's I'll the take it. Yeah, what's so the, what's the conflict? What's the issue? Well, the issue is that, you know, we've been married almost six years, and I feel like there's been um, minimal to no progress in our relationship. We're still living in the same place. Um, we don't obviously have kids yet. Uh, and it, it, it feels like we're more than, you know, just basically roommates for financial reasons at this point. It's really... Um, you know, no forward progress, which, you know, in my opinion, it should be a marriage to go forward with your goals are in life, have kids, et cetera, that type of stuff. And none of that has been done yet. Does your wife want kids? She does. She does. And she's actually, you know, we talk about it quite a bit, but my thing is, you know, until we see any kind of progress, well, why, why even bother with the kids at this point? 
Um, Wait, t- I'm sorry. Tell you what? I didn't. I didn't hear. Oh, I mean, she she does want kids, but um, you know, my thing is like, well, why why complicate things with things with the kids at this point if um, there's been no progress in you know the other aspects of our relationship? Oh, are you guys um, intimate? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm what I'm not clear on is what area there's not progress in. Well, um, you know, when when we got married, our goal was to. You know, travel, buy a house, um, just, you know, be a couple and do a couple things. At this point, we haven't done any of that. I mean, our our life is pretty, pretty boring, right. pretty okay. uneventful. Yeah. You know what? Divorce, I don't think, is... Divorce is the answer to some problems. I don't Not think... This one, yeah. I don't think divorce is the answer to this problem. Here's an interesting thing about your life, and I say this from experiencing, from experience... Uh, if you're not happy the way things are going, you can change it, but it doesn't. Yeah. But you can change. You. It sounds like very simple. You know, if you guys are communicating sure. and talking, you have to. You have to do that stuff. If you want to get a better place, you've got to go get one. If you want to travel, you've got to travel. I mean, we. I right, can only say right. from experiencing. You know, we have a date night, and we oh. fight to keep it. Because sure. otherwise, your life will gobble you up and spit you out. And, yeah. it, you know, you really have to, it sounds like, set down some boundaries for both of you. Make a list of what, make a list of what you want. Make a list of what she should make a list of what she wants. See where you meet and do right, that. Right. Start doing those things. Don't, well, because I mean, all, what a divorce now to me sounds like, I don't know, you would talk on the phone. But it just sounds like what we would call in the recovery community a geographic You'll just change the window dressing and think that you'll be a different person after, but you won't. Right. Just, well, right. another thing that's a huge factor in relationships, Dana and Allison, is that um, my mother-in-law has significant influence over my wife. So financially, my wife contributes the majority of her income to my mother-in-law. Uh, you know, we've talked about setting balance with that. Oh, that's uh, a different thing. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. So, you know, that's the reason that we haven't been able to progress you know, financially right. with our relationship. She's very enmeshed with my mother-in-law's problems, right. her financial problems, her emotional, her medical problems, her health. And, um, you know, whenever I brought it up and brought up the thing of boundaries and, you know, keeping those boundaries from her mother and from her sisters and, you know, the family, it becomes, a, you know, a victimization issue. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a toxic... Die, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, when you, when you get between somebody and their immediate family, he said from experience, that's always toxic. Yeah. Before you get divorced, yeah. I would recommend you talk to a counselor that can sort of mediate objectively and try to... You've switched to some... before you get divorced? Like I said before... No, be- no, before you decide to right. go ahead and get divorced, you should try to work with a counselor. They can get in right. the middle because you'll never, you know, in, in that situation, you're the enemy. If you're try- yeah. asking her to choose between her family and you, I know right. from experience. Um, <laughs> so... Yo, can, you do that? can you do that in the Hugh Howell's voice? <laughs> I'd love to. But... Uh, <laughs> but but, but a, a third person that's objective can maybe, their opinion right, right. will carry a lot more weight. And maybe you're, you know... Who knows? Maybe your wife wants to set some more boundaries, but doesn't have the tools to do it. And it could be sure. somebody could help her along those lines as well. Uh, you know, we brought up the thing of counseling. I brought it up to her and tried to, um, I don't know, I think I've tried pretty much every approach, the counseling. Um, Did you, you ever know, go? And uh, she doesn't think there's a problem. You know, she, yeah. she really, mm. 
doesn't acknowledge that there's any problem at all. She, you know, she feels that uh, helping her family is the right thing to do. So there is no problem whatsoever in her eyes. No, you know, I, I would, I would start going. I would start going to counseling, and mm. defy her to show up. And if she doesn't show up, I would keep going uh, until she does. And if she doesn't, then then you do have a better case of where your issues are. I think you sure. got to do something to sort sure. of do something less than uh, less than moving out to sort of ring her bell a little bit. I, it's a difficult, I, I, it's a I, I, terrible I situation. Told her, hey, you know this is um, been six years. You know it's getting this more prolonged, and I don't see any end in sight. So you know maybe us going our separate ways might be an option. And she's still even you know faced with that. It's still. You know, I have to help my family. My family's been a most priority. You know, our relationship is second. So. Right. Well, that's a I problem. Have, you're you're also with, her family. Yeah, I agree with Dana that counseling would help here. It would help you to get clarity. Yeah. It would help both of you to get clarity. Yeah, because she's also operating under a false belief that yeah. her family comes okay. first. Right. There's a reason right, that right. there's a reason it's called giving the bride away. Absolutely, Dana. I agree with you 100. percent I agree with you 100%, but it still seems like, you know, she's very, very oh, much it's easier said, easier said than done. Easier said than done. That almost feels like an infidelity of sorts, you know, where she's involved with her mom in some big, twisted, uh, incestual way. And, you know, so involved with our relationship at the same time. She's trying to basically, you know, manage two households at the same time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll just, just realize that she's not consciously choosing to act this way. I think she probably like this is you know yeah. some very deep part of her I'm is being guess, pulled in two different directions. I'm going to guess her mother's very manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 just a test. Just yeah. a test. Right. So that sucks. But yeah, I it think counseling could help unravel it. Absolutely. Um, best of luck. Let us know what you do. Check in with us hey. on a regular basis. Please Lou. do. Yeah. We're going to need you to call us around the clock. I'll post it on, on the Twitter. Unless you guys oh, great. <laughs> okay, bye, Lou. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. My fear was that his wife really liked overproduced podcasts. That was their problem. Mm-hmm. I like stuff real. Right. She likes it glossy. She likes it gonzo. <laughs> she likes it gauzy. Um, I am going to give a little bit of love to our sponsors, and then I'm going to talk with you, Dana, about um, your experience with the recovery community and the fact that you're crossing your eyes Doug, oh, okay. that's my attempt at <laughs> last week on the show Doug Benson was like you really should give them something so they don't stop listening at the point of the sponsorship and I was like oh you're <laughs> right I should tease it but instead I think I gave them more impetus to just shut the fucker off right now you guys don't go anywhere because Gamefly you like video games and even if you don't you could pretend to couldn't you I think you could I'm selling it. Gamefly is a video game rental system that delivers to your door and now directly to your PC. Over 8,000 games, including new titles like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Batman Arkham City, and The Elder Scrolls. Delivery right to your home, no late or shipping fees. Monthly price is a fraction of what a new game would cost in stores. A fraction. That means less than. A percentile. Mm, Exactly. Um, This is great for parents with kids that play games or the guy or gal or guinea pig. Mm-hmm. that likes to sample different games while saving money. So you guys will get a free 15-day trial if you go to Gamefly.com slash Rosen. Gamefly.com slash Rosen. Dana, do you play video games? I, I find do not. Not even on the toilet? No. 
It's where I do my best temple running. Is that where you That's do not your, a euphemism for going to the bathroom. Yeah. There's a game called Temple Run that I play on my phone. Really? Yeah. No, while I, I sit on the toilet. I love... No, that's when I get to read. <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Out of a book, book or I Kindle books. or no? No, I have books. I need to get... I have a... How antiquated. I, it's very antiquated. I have a steam-powered book. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not going to get a Kindle. I have an iPad. I just haven't set it up yet. You um, haven't set it up. It doesn't take that long. Don't. I know. You're very busy I cutting don't. your podcast down. I don't have time. Okay. I have. You, you know what you probably don't have time for? Going out to stores and shopping, which is why you probably use Amazon to do the majority of just go with it, of your shopping. And if you guys, my listeners, use Amazon, which I'm sure you do because they have everything, if you click through the banner on my website, then that helps this podcast out. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. And also, there's a banner for Endless on my site, which um, is accessories and handbags and shoes and things. And it's. Uh, like a bazillion brands and it's free two-day shipping so go click the hell out of that stuff on my website won't you so dana is that would that website be allisonrosen.com yes it would be fascinating i need you here all the time to help me with basic stuff mm-hmm. you know i'm saying? having trouble i'm having trouble with basic stuff if you no offense my, gary you help me with basic if you go stuff to danagool.com you can click through to other stuff on my website <laughs> If you I go to AllisonRosen.com, you can click through to stuff on my website. I have built beaver dams at every potential revenue stream. <laughs> That's smart. In not, this day and age, you have to. I will not make... No, what I meant is I'm preventing myself from getting access to it. Oh. I I've thought you meant the that profit you've, you've monetized the beavers. I have not monetized the goddamn thing yet. You should. Yeah, I gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Um... Dana, yes. you re- you made a reference to pulling a geographic, yes. which is a recovery community term. Yeah, how would you know? Um, I know because I read Jane Velez Mitchell's book, mm-hmm. I Want, uh-huh. and also because I've dabbled in the community. Uh-huh. <laughs> dabbled. Yes. Well, like I dabbled in drugs, I dabbled right. in the community. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and drinking, all that. Uh-huh. Um, and you? Um, I was in ACA for a long time, which stands for Adult Children of Alcohol. Oh, so I've always never felt had that a, I, I should uh, check out some Al-Anon. Yeah, I've never had, and that in my, you know, um, I never uh, had an addiction problem, mm-hmm. but I was raised in a very alcohol-soaked environment right. and a lot of unhealthy boundaries and uh, enmeshment i would think a lot, of, a lot of well just a lot of bad behavior like i had the th- the bad thinking of a, of a, of an of an alcoholic mm-hmm. and uh so uh without the without the pleasant taste or right. drunk sensation so uh that uh, sort of helped me uh sort of, that helped me out a lot when i was when i smashed myself and reassembled myself in a better form and what happened that made you feel like you needed to smash yourself? I had a uh, nervous breakdown where I was on stage and I had an anxiety attack and had to walk off stage. Oh, wow. And then I was agoraphobic for about a month. Not not textbook. I just... Right. Was, I was just... Afraid. I was just... I was uh, exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted and psychologically exhausted. And I just really needed to chill out. What age was this? 26. 27. You were performing on stage and this happened in the midst of it? Yeah, I was 10 minutes into a one-hour show and I had two more that night. I had a three-show Saturday night. Wow. And uh, suddenly it was just like... Did you get tunnel vision or what happened? Uh, yeah, I got tunnel vision. I started hyperventilating. My heart started beating and I thought I was going to have a heart attack and uh, I had to excuse myself. And, and I, then I ended up finishing. I got my shit together. And oh, I, really? Yeah, I got How it. did I, you collect yourself that quickly? I went into the... <laughs> I walked off stage, uh, and the club owner said, who's on stage? And I said, no one. 
And uh, I went into the bathroom and just sort of stood in the stall for a minute. Uh And the fact that I needed to get off stage, and I did, sort of helped me out. And and then I I managed to sort of white-knuckle it through the rest of the night. And do the other shows that night? Wow. Had you had panic attacks before? No. No. It was horrifying. It was really scary. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. But I was just psychologically exhausted. Right. I wasn't... I wasn't... (laughs) Speaking of the recovery community, mm. I wasn't a very good parent to me. <laughs> but, but I'm much better now. You were all you had, and you did the best I did, you could. I did the best I could, which <laughs> speaks poorly of my abilities at that time. But mm-hmm. I'm better now. So those meetings helped. So it's Yeah, because, you know, when you really do get into that, you realize that, like, the way that you think that you think only you think, a billion other people think that way. Yes. You know? Yes. A billion other people think the same thing that you do, and it just... And there's a name for it, and it's something that you can that you're. It's not a life sentence, and mm-hmm. uh, all those things are great. Do you still go sometimes? No, no, no. I, 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 I'm because I didn't have the you know the addiction issue. Right. Um, it, to me, it was something. It was a tool to get sort of back on track, and then I, you know, I go to a shrink, and but I don't, uh, I, I don't still go. But you know, I, I, I don't think <laughs> ill of people who do. You know, whatever works, whatever works for you. Does your shrink know about your podcast? You know, he does. And? He finds it overproduced. (laughs) (laughs) It's really produced, Dana. It's really heavily produced. Did he try to get at what that means? (laughs) Let it breathe. Why Why can't can't you just be yourself? (laughs) He threw everything at me. Really? You're really disappointing me. You're really disappointing me this week by cutting off Eddie Pepitone so much. He tried to like it. But that would be great. I really thought you cut off Eddie Pepitone a lot this week. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my shrink's awesome. Well, Dana Gould, you're awesome. Oh, stop it. Thank you so <clears throat> much for Thanks doing for having this me on the show. show. This was really fun. I feel like you gave great advice to our callers. Oh, these thank are some you. pretty uh pretty heady calls. Yeah. Usually they just call in with like, hey, I really like you. Hey. Do, yeah. Or like, how do I tell this girl? How do I know if this girl likes me back or yeah. whatever? But this was like, should, some, I, this shave was real... my, should I shave my junk? <laughs> yeah. I get so many of those calls, you know? And, and the answer, if you're a man, no. There's your answer. No. I mean, if you want to please Dana Gould, now you know. But I mean, yeah, shaving junk's a little much. You know why? Because then you've got the growing back face and, and, you and look, the like, and, scratchy. And if you're and a dude, you look like you have a rubber chicken from Oz. <laughs> right. Once again, my brain wants to goes OZ. Mm-hmm. But you mean Oz. Right. Um, yeah. So is it Oz dot dot dot? Because it should be. I think it is. A-A-A, I think it's A-A-H-S. Oz. A terrible name. It's, how it's did they come up with that? Name. And you know the conversation was, oh, like OZ? No, like, ah. Oh. You know what else is a terrible name for a big company? What? Siemens. It is. You're you right. Know? And they're a massive global company. And they make shit. Yeah. And did no one say, it's a little jizzy, the name? <laughs> right. No, no, Siemens. Who vote? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Transglobal Corporation. Trucks. Siemens. And Electronics. Yeah, they the they're a financial Siemens? services company, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But their phones <laughs> are shitty. But it's just like, could we think of another name? You know? You would think that they could. Yeah. Look, I'm Harold Gisman, and this is the name <laughs> of my company. <laughs> I know. I'm Fred Spunk. <laughs> of the Houston Spunks. <laughs> right. 
Uh, well, Dana, if people want to follow you, they can go to at Dana J. Gould. Yes. On Twitter. On Twitter. Yes, because at Dana and... Gould is a, re- <laughs> is a realtor from Natick, Massachusetts, which ironically is 10 minutes from where I grew up. Have you met this realtor? I haven't. I really want my Twitter. I really want my Twitter name. Is but it that's a, man, a man or a woman? It's a dude. At Dana J. Gould, DanaGould.com. And, uh, that's where you find the beavers. Yeah, and uh, Facebook uh, official uh, Dana Gould. Mm-hmm. And your podcast, The Dana Gould Hour. Is on iTunes. Yes. And, and available through my website. And it, it right now is released every other week. Yeah, yes. uh, there'll be a new one probably Monday. I can't wait. It's Anything a good else one. we need to know or should know? Christ, that's a lot. Well, you're going to be on John Oliver's show. Yeah, go to my website and you'll see my my gigs. That's another thing I have to do. I have to post my new gigs. Yeah, you do. How how do you do it? I don't know. Every time I stop and think, I think of new things I have to do. I'm on Conan March 19th. Got to write that down. Yeah, do that. I'm on write Adam it. March 22nd. Got to write that down. Write that down. We're going to Irvine together. Oh, I'll be there. I know. That's why I said together. Oh, I, at, I thought know. you meant. <laughs> I thought you meant we're going to Irvine together, you and Adam. No, and I was like, fine. I feel left out. No, now. I'll meet you down there. I drive alone. I can't drive with people. I have to drive. Okay. Because I'm a control person. Yeah, I know. That's why my podcast is overproduced. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's fun. Why do I never know what the hell is going on? Well, because you're going. They had to ask me if I would go, so I got the date. Yeah, how rude of them to not ask me. They just mm-hmm. assume that I'm going to go yeah. because I am going to go because you work part of my job. Part of your job to go. Yeah. And it's Irvine. It's one of the garden spots. It's close to where I grew up. Where'd you grow up? Orange County. Where in the OC? Uh, the Corona Del Mar area. Oh, yeah. So right. The right. streets. <laughs> Tough to tell. The, I know. The dark side of it's Corona Del Mar. It's amazing that I turned into something because a lot of people yeah. expected that I'd be like pregnant at 15. The neighbors said they out. saw you and your friends over by the Color Me Mine. <laughs> Knock it off. Maybe I want to throw a pot. <laughs> Is that unacceptable? Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Please go to my website and click on all the um, sponsor banners. And please visit all of Dana's stuff. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's uh, Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. And you can also listen to this on the Adam Carolla app. Perhaps you're listening to it on that right now. Um, and, and please... Give it a good rating on iTunes if you feel it deserves it. And if you don't, change your mind. Okay, I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Dana, say bye. That was nice. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.